Robert Gallo's King's Code. Trust and surrender because life is happening for you. I've founded and sold companies in a wide range of industries. I've been involved in the financial industry, started a mobile paper sharing company, was part of a Gulf Resort real estate development project, and have invested in multiple companies in the healthcare industry. I have founded and sold companies in a wide range of industries. I've been involved in the financial industry, started a mobile paper shredding company, was part of a Gulf real estate development project, and have invested in multiple companies in the healthcare industry. Entrepreneurs reach out to me when they're trying to expand their business through a new product or development. What I do is try to find their value proposition and present them to the market in the best fashion. Because I've been involved in multiple industries, it makes me an entrepreneur Swiss Army knife. My first experience as an entrepreneur was starting a business with my friends in college. I had been working with my uncle during the summer in his landscaping business, doing weeding and edging and things like that. We realized that we could make more money doing it ourselves rather than working for a local landscaper. Our plan was to save money by only doing work that didn't require expensive equipment. We named the company Finishing Touches. After the first job we did, the people wrote the check out to Finishing Touches, and we didn't even have a company set up or a bank account. We couldn't actually endorse the check. We had to go back and try to explain to them that we're not a legitimate company just yet. It was so funny and I remember it very well. We were just a couple of kids trying to learn the hustle. The first thing you learn is how much you don't know. Then, in a lot of ways, I came to the conclusion that if I had known at the beginning all the things that I've learned along the way, I probably would have never gotten started. Entrepreneurs are like modern day gladiators. But if they knew all the battles they would have to go through, they might not even sign up for it. That's why so few people make it in business. They expect it to be hard, but it's twice as hard as you predict. After graduating from college, my first stop was selling legal template forms for a major company. It was about a year and a half of learning how to sell. I would be driving around my Jeep, which had no air conditioning, wearing a suit during the summer in Virginia, and I get out of my Jeep and be soaked in sweat, and I think, how the hell am I going to do this? I partnered with my friend and we agreed that we'll save up to buy into a franchise into the mobile paper shredding business. It took us two years to save enough money just for a down payment and to get the bank loan to buy the franchise. The stakes were higher than before. Not only did we not have no money at the beginning, but we had to borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars. If we didn't succeed, it wasn't like, well, you didn't succeed. Now we had to try something else. It was like you lose your house, you owe a lot of money, and you're starting behind the able. It was a big risk, but it also was a calculated risk because we were so confident in ourselves. That's the true definition of an entrepreneur. Someone who's willing to take a risk and believe in himself and his vision. During the course of those nine years, I was able to build a company to the point that the main entity of the franchise offered us to buy us out. I was able to cash out, and in my mind, I thought I was going to be set for life. I had millions in my bank account and lots of time to look at what my next move would be. I was approached by a group to acquire a golf resort in rural North Carolina. They asked me to put money in to figure out the golf operations and get it running profitably. This was an 18-hole golf course with a clubhouse, restaurant, bank facilities, and all kinds of stuff. It turns out we got lucky. We bought it in 2006, and we were able to turn a profit, and we sold it in December 2007. Right before the financial crisis hit, we were able to escape. I always say, God decided. I'm going to give you a break on this one and help you out. Here I was. I just had all this great success. I sold the franchise I built up, made all this money, and turned around and invested into a development that could have been a big loss, but instead was a big win. I felt unstoppable. I was in a winning streak. Little did I know that I was about to enter into my tunnel. One of the patterns I've learned that businessmen have is that we believe that once we make money, everything else will magically fall into place. But the reality is that money doesn't fix anything. It only exposes our problems. My wife and I have spent years drifting apart. 
had this belief that once I made all this money, our problems would just go away. But it turns out that it was the opposite. We just grew farther apart. I wanted to work it out no matter what. For myself, for my children, for the sake of the vows that we made, that line of thinking is a default mode for the overachiever who's trying to fix everything. She eventually convinced me that it was better off that our children would see us separately unhappy than together and miserable. So we made a conscious agreement that we will get divorced without going to war with each other. While that all sounds good on paper, to have it actually happen is devastating. From that point forward, it just rocked the foundation of my identity. Anybody who's been through divorce understands all that. I was a father and a husband. I had this picture in my mind of what the perfect life was and I thought I was living it. Have built a nice business, had a great family. It was just a lot to be grateful for. It took me such a long time to reach to the point where I accepted that I wasn't a failure just because my wife and I got divorced. What made me accept it was when I saw my kids growing up with a healthy mindset. If my wife and I had forced ourselves to stay together, they would have a different experience. All this happened years before I found the Next Level Experience program. I saw an ad on social media of Raul throwing things around in the office and he was drinking and sedating himself with tequila. It just struck a chord with me because I saw how I was sedating on my own pain instead of facing it. I signed up immediately after one conversation because I felt that this was different than anything else that I've experienced before. I've done a lot of different personal development programs. I've even been a Tony Robbins Platinum Partner, but I knew I needed something that was a custom experience in order for me to go deeper. When I went to the bootcamp experience, I felt a shift in the first day. Back in those days, Raul used to have a five-day bootcamp, and I received what I was looking for the first day. That was one of Raul's value propositions, that I would get what I wanted on the first day, and the rest of the time, he would give me what I needed. I think everybody who's been through the program will tell you that he learned to shed all the armor and remove all the conditioning that he used to be as a warrior. You begin to open up possibilities to step into your king mindset, it was like a whole different world of possibilities opened up in front of my eyes. I was able to see how I was reliving my failure in my marriage in my head and I have been sabotaging my relationships and my business ever since. It was all about how I was able to create success and I forgot that I didn't do shit. It was all about what God did through me that mattered. I was able to reconnect with that version with myself who felt guided. I learned to surrender but at the same time pursue greatness instead of chasing success. The thing that stuck out on me was the ritual. It's definitely the secret sauce. If you don't do the ritual, your mind is always going a hundred directions and you don't know how to deal with it. You get used to it and you think it's normal, but you realize how much energy you're draining by being unfocused. The ritual is the reset button. The whole structure of the ritual creates consistency and a new habit that you have to reconnect with those four areas and with what you want out of life. You can accomplish more in one day than you ever thought possible. But at the same time, some days are great. So the ritual is your chance to let go of any guilt that you should be on fire every day and appreciate how far you've come. At the same time, the connection that you make with the man who go through this experience with you is invaluable. We realize that we're not the only crazy maniacs out there and most businessmen are operating like us, trying to find the balance of building businesses and keeping relationships together. It's indescribable if you've never been to an event. Even if you watch the video, you just don't fully get it unless you go through it and have the experience. Mackin's code is trust and surrender because life is happening for you. The biggest challenge I had to overcome is to surrender. It gave me the ability to unwind more, to experience more of life, connect with more people and continue my growth. That quote of life happening for you is from Byron Katie. If you believe that life is happening for you, not to you, that you need to believe that the bad experiences, the things you perceive to be bad at that moment, 
are happening to serve you in some way. The problem is that we can't see it at that moment. One of the things I've learned for the next level experience is to find the gift in the middle of the challenges. In order for me to do so, I have to show up as a king and increase my emotional intelligence. Life is going to give me exactly what I need every time for me to level up. And I'm going to keep reminding myself that God is not going to give me something before I can handle it, whether it's good or bad. And God's answer to me is, because once you do this enough, you're going to be ready. And then you're going to have the experience that you want. Or you're building your foundation deeper and wider so you can handle the magnitude of life experiences that I'm envisioning. And if God gives it to me too soon, my foundation could only handle a four-story building when I'm meant for a hundred-story building. I've learned to trust that God always has a plan and it's not my place to question it. 